You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Save big money when you start your next project today at Menards. Convert your current recessed lighting with energy-saving LED downlights from Fight Electric. They're bright and install easily in just minutes. They also go from regular lighting to nightlight mode with just a simple flip of a switch. Save big on all Fight lighting products now at Menards. Shop our lighting options today in-store and on Menards.com. Save big money at Ladies and gentlemen, on behalf of the California Angels and the City of Los Angeles, on the occasion of Her Majesty's Royal Visit, please welcome internationally renowned opera star Enrico Palazzo. Yes, he's in the intensive care ward at Our Lady of the Worthless Miracle. Time for a new day at the Palazzo Podcast. That's right. The rebirth. New beginning. A relaunch of Palazzo. Bigger, better, and better than ever. Welcome into the new edition of the Palazzo Podcast. Michael Govier and Christopher Deary will continue to provide elite comedy, fantasy baseball analysis, and absurdity. The lockout will continue. It always was going to continue, and we have to make the best of it. Baseball will come back someday, but probably not for a while yet. Have no fear, because the Palazzo Podcast is here. We're going to give you a doozy of an episode today, talking about ADP disparities that both Deary and Govier find fascinating. Plus, all the new bells and whistles that are about to be rolled out in the world of the Palazzo Podcast. We appreciate your loyalty, and we always welcome newcomers. So let's get to it on the latest edition of the Palazzo Podcast. Take it away, boys! Hey, what's up, everybody? Here we are, live. Welcome in. Not all the guarantees you hope for, but some of the guarantees that were made will be coming to fruition. We have a new background, first off. Deary, did you notice this? I, I love it, man. You know what? It's so funny. I was watching a Seinfeld episode last night, and Holtman is on a Seinfeld episode. Did you know this? Who? Mark Holtman. Oh, he's on a Seinfeld episode? He's on a Seinfeld episode. It's when they're trying to get the bumpy cake. <laughs> oh. You remember that he's episode? He's in the store? Yeah, he's in the store. 
he has a line i freaked out and i tried like uh taking a picture and then uh, i didn't want to rewind it and i gave up so but yeah i love <laughs> i love it i love the new background blue and yellow perfect you got all these awesome players at the bottom which i'm trying to recognize all of them uh there's what some good ones of- <laughs> yeah look at miggy what do you think of that miggy picture Ah, Miggy tongue sticking out. This is great. Is that Scherzer in the middle with the goggles on and shirt off? That's great. That's him. Yeah, that's from the playoffs. I love so. it. Yeah, and then got, we got uh, a little Gary up uh, there. Yeah, us get two. a little Gary up top. Love it. And we got Manfred in the left corner. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. We got a. There it is. Yeah, a little turd there. This fucking uh, guy. Do you recognize that guy's face next to him there? This guy. He's wearing a Mets hat, so it's kind of giving it away. Is that Terry Collins? <laughs> That's Thor. That's Thor firing in a hundred mile an hour fastball. That's what his face looks like. When oh man, it looks like Terry Collins. Jesus Christ! Syndergaard looks Anyways, uh, Jasper's here. What's up, Jasper? Jasper! Good to have you here. Sorry that we didn't do Thursday. Uh, I just got overwhelmed and I wasn't able to get the job done. But we got a new background. It's not flawless, but it's a start. I promise it's something busy. new. It is busy. It's very busy. I don't. You know, it's trial and error when you make graphics. I love doing the work, and I I want to get other people's feedback so that it's important to hear things like that because when you're just doing it all by yourself, you don't really know what people think. Like, is this trash? Uh, so, you know, give me a shout-out on what you hear. That's right. We got a new shout button, too. God damn. No, don't do I, uh, Yeah, you're pissed. I knew it. I knew of course I'm pissed. pissed. This is you a know what's going personal... on with Eddie Vedder with Motley Crue right now? Come on, man. Oh, speaking of Eddie Vedder, we have... <laughs> got some new songs i got two new songs and one of them is a pearl jam song so okay it's gonna be really tender around here for yeah oh russell see russell loves it russell requested personally the yes. motley crew shout so you guys are gonna have a beef on that one so, it's okay lost- it's just motley crew wasn't my generation and uh, i just oh, could I'm never get into them afterwards so oh by the way eddie vetter has a new album out it's fucking fantastic and it's not me just being a diehard Pearl Jam fan. It's a is really his, solid uh, record. New band or like his backing band? Yeah, his backing band. Really interesting. Like Chad Smith and the called? Chili Peppers, Eddie Vedder and the Earthlings. Earthlings. Yeah. Uh, Bill Simmons said he saw him. I listened to his podcast today. He saw him at the YouTube Theater in L.A. last Friday. Yeah. And they yeah. were amazing. Yeah, really, really good. I mean, yeah, they've been pulling out all the stops, bringing in, uh, you know, guests in there. Duff McKagan played with them last week. Um, Stuart Copeland from the police came in and played, and they played uh, Message in a Bottle. Ben Montench from... Uh, ben Mont, yeah. Yeah, this from every, uh, Tom Petty's band. He came out and played. So it's it, it's just right. a, a host of uh, legends that come out and play with them. So Very exciting. Uh, got some new drops to throw in here. Still got more drops to promise. We have a lot we want to get through, and we'll get through all of it here. We have a full show lined up. I just posted a teaser of one of my new songs on my Twitter feed right before air. I just finished this song. I've been working on it for the last, like, three hours. It's so difficult. I, I feel like I just want to play it. Since you guys are here, you made the effort. I can play the entire thing for you. It'll just be audio, so you just have to sit and listen because I don't have any video to add to it right now, but... Uh, I don't know. I, tonight's the end. There's no, there's no deal, right? <laughs> there's no fucking deal. We're oh, looking ben, at the teaser brought Ben down here. Thanks, Ben. We're looking at mid-May, maybe even June right now, if anything happens. But let's just forget about that tonight. I just want to talk like fun stuff. It's fun stuff. 
damn depressing. <laughs> yeah, that's sad. Well, go Tigers. We won't be pl- we won't be cheering on our Tigers for a while, unfortunately. Right? So it's not not really a lot to look forward to right now with baseball. It's a sad night, and uh, there's really nothing to cheer. I mean, we could cheer. So, having said that, and since Ben Brown, who looks to be a newcomer to the podcast, Ben, have you ever been here before, Ben? I don't know. If you're not, subscribe to the show. Everybody subscribe. I got the five stars. I got all the busy shit in here. Obviously, I'm just overwhelming you with all these pictures and words, and Deary has made it very clear that I may have gone a little too busy on the, this background, but that we can modify that for next Busy time. is okay. Busy is okay. I dig it. I wanted to go for like a PTI thing with all the players down there. You know how they always have like a bunch of the heads in the background? That oh, was yeah, okay. That was basically what I was thinking of when I did that. I like it. Thanks, buddy. So, uh, yeah, don't forget, Blasmo Podcast, Brotamail.com. If you want to send us an email, there's nothing wrong with that. And you can also DM us, Christopher Deary, Deary 1999 MJ Govier, GOVs and Victor IER, anytime you want, even though there's no baseball as of now. I mean, we're all assuming, like, it's over, right? Did they all go home officially? I haven't kept up over the last few hours. Like, did they all go to bed? Is there some? Are they cramming right now? Because I'd be shocked if that was the case. So. I, I haven't heard the update. I heard there was, like, three different sessions today. Like, why are you taking breaks in these sessions? It's the deadline day. you got to hammer something out. But it still seems like they're worlds apart right now. And it's depressing as hell. I'm just trying to focus on my three drafts I got going on on NFC, NFC oh, which shit. is great. You just reminded me. I'm on the clock. It might be in Razzlam. Is your Razzlam done? We're in the we're in round 26. Yeah, I'm right around there. I think round 24 ish. I would. Uh, yeah, I'm on the clock with pick 23 and 24. I'll have to. Okay. Oh. I'll do a live pick. In fact, we'll do a live pick. I want to play this song yeah. though because Ben said he'd come by to see it. And Ben, thank you for coming by. Appreciate it, Ben Brown. Welcome, Matthew Z. Matthew, so good to see you on the f- regular full tilt show here. Matthew's a regular on the prospect show with Phil. Every Tuesday, 5 p.m. Eastern Time, which you guys could check out anytime on this YouTube channel. And tomorrow we're having a guest. Uh, ben Chase will be a guest along with Phil. Phil's really excited about it, and so am I. Uh, awesome. Matthew Z says, at least the owner somewhat moved closer to the players tonight. <laughs> what do we, do, who's, who reported this? Who knows this? Uh, he, <laughs> Ooh, Russell that. says they're still going. Oh, wow. There's hope in the fucking uh, empire here. All right, so, Deary, I, I really think this is hands down the best parody song I've ever done. I know. I'm, this is not the Eddie Vedder one. I'm going to save that one for a little bit later. So you didn't catch the teaser before the show. For those of you who caught the teaser, you already got a taste of it. So let's play the whole thing and uh, we'll see what you guys think. You know, uh, what do they say? Uh, mock me or grill me accordingly. Is that what they say? So here we go. That's when it starts with a handshake. Pens and papers and no shame. Jay Bruce is not afraid. Eye of a hurricane, listen to yourself. Turn owners serve their own needs. Players lose their own needs. Free us from the rock. Free fun, no swing. No matter what's the matter with the tear in front. Down right. Wire moves, fire they want. More than seven games. No governing body needs. No ball bat flight. Lester is coming in a hurry. No Nick Fury breathing down your neck. Team by team reporters, weary stuff. Venture stop. Look at that swing plane. Bold. Really got to pay attention to the words. Overthrow, goes fast. Overthrow, populated pitching group, but this won't do. Save the shelf, serving itself. Baseball serves its own needs. Anger fills your Twitter feed. Tell me when the Manfred and the Scherzer are in the right. Right. You melancholic, over-erotic, camp tight. Benches fight. Feeling overhyped. It's the end of baseball as we know it. It's the end of baseball as we know it. Already getting fist bumps. That's good. 
It's the end of baseball as we know it, and I feel fine. 12 o'clock, deadline hour, rich men fight for power. Slash I turn, your turn, listen to your mind churn. We want them in uniform, tickets, steering, sports betting, owners, mode of escalate. Closer to the end, they Jason Kendall, tell our effort, step down, step down. He's our heel, crush, crush, uh-oh, less teams, more beer, endless fear, spring coming, no you near, turn again, let's turn again, let's turn again, apply. Owners, no solutions, offer no alternatives, and we decline. It's the end of baseball as we know it. It's the end of baseball as we know it. It's the end of baseball as we know it. I feel fine. Thanks, Russell. It's the end of baseball as we know it. It's the end of baseball as we know it. It's the end of baseball as we know it. There you go. That's how it ends. You wouldn't believe how fucking hard it was to find a name in baseball currently that rhymes with Leonard Bernstein. There's no. Is there Stein? Nobody. Can anyone think of a Stein? In David Eckstein. We're right. talking okay, that's a good one. players here. That's a good one. I didn't think of David Eckstein. That actually would be. But I was looking for a current player, and I started going through the fucking ADP. Of, I, <laughs> none of these rhyme. Oh, there you go. That was fucking legendary. Oh, wow. Easily one of your best efforts. I will put it in the top three, if not number one. Oh, I mean, not only for the fact that I'm a massive REM fan and that song the end of the world as we know it off 1987's document one of my favorite records ever you brought up jason kendall and more beer in the same sentence <laughs> damn amazing the, the the problem is we may never get to play this song again if we actually get to an agreement or we're yeah. going to be playing this for the next two months <laughs> i just thought it was apropos tonight i mean i don't think a deal is going to happen there's no okay we know that anything can happen, right? But there's nothing that indicates the gulf is going to be enclosed. There's nothing. Correct. And I know I'm not on the inside of it. I get it. Hey, Dave Lewis is here from Detroit. Dave's been around, and he says badass. Thanks, Dave. I appreciate that. Jasper, we love you. Thank you. Thank you, Jasper. You're always so loyal. Brian K. Rodgman, all you guys. Uh, well, Matthew said that ain't it. But I don't know if he's referring to the song. And if it's not, I understand. Um, we can't win them all. But that song is fucking hard. It is so difficult to get the timing down. And then, and I'm not tooting my own here. I'm just telling you. To get the timing down and then to, you have to rewrite the words that fits into this very tight timing windows. I, I'm amazed that I was able to get it done for the show. So I'm, I'm just grateful for that. It's, it I, is one I, of I, the I, most <laughs> difficult songs to sing of all time. I Obviously, I know all the lyrics because I've heard that song hundreds of thousands of times, and I still can't get all the lyrics down when I try to sing it in the car. I, right? I've seen our good buddy James Andrews try to do it at old karaoke's at the feast, and man, it's a feat. <laughs> it is a you fucking tried to do feat. That? Oh, yeah, for sure. 
Thanks, Russell. Appreciate that. That's for you guys. Uh, I wanted to give you something new and special. Promise more parody songs. Also, uh, thank you so much for all the positive feedback on that stupid-ass trailer I made, too. Did you see that, Deary? Did you catch that one? It was pretty dumb. It was very dumb. The what? The what trailer that I made last week for revealing our sh- our new stuff. Did you see? You do miss that? Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, it was really great. I oh, loved okay. it. I giggled. Yeah, I giggled my dick off on that one. He giggled his dick off. Deary giggled his dick off. Hey, if that's <laughs> not worth it, I don't know what is. That's amazing. And then I I saw you today dancing to pump up the jam. Yeah, that one just kind of was spur of the moment. I wanted to celebrate TGFBI. And I felt like there. I needed to get you some oxygen, man. You look tired on that one. <laughs> I was, I had already gone ice skating too. I was definitely out of breath. I, when you start dancing, man, if we all just danced every day, we get a lot of aerobic exercise. It's a hell of a workout every time. Every time. Okay, so let's get down to it. There's a lot going on here, and I want to fill you guys in. So I mentioned it in the trailer Yes, we're going to do a Discord. We have a Discord that's basically ready to go, but I'm trying to tie it in to the Patreon and everything. And that's another thing. We Look, put a lot of time and energy into the show. And if you're willing to spend a dollar a month to get extra bonus stuff like player analysis, one-on-one chats, this isn't for all of you, but for those of you that are interested in it, we welcome that. We've been doing this show for two years now. And we're trying to take it to another level. And there's other shows like, you know, that we, I admire, and I'm sure Deary respects as well. In this league, what Welsh and Bogman do, yeah, you know, we're kind of like that. We're we're bozos. We like to have a good time. We also like to talk fantasy, break it down, but then just talk about random shit all at once. And we're kind of following that model. Roto fanatic, it's basically over. Like, it's, we haven't officially announced something. I mean, you saw today, Mike Carter. Mr. Doctor, uh, shout out. Well, I got to get used to this new shout. Dear, you can hate that. Oh, yeah. Sorry about that. Um, I will take tears for fears <laughs> over the crew any day. I'm sorry, Russell. I'm sorry. It's just not go. my jam, man. And which ones do you guys like better? Or? I mean, they're both very adamant about shouting. I, I agree. I agree. But anyway, you saw Mr. Doctor Mike Carter's post today saying that he uh, is leaving Rota Fanatic, which is basically, you know, that's all we got left. I mean... We have the original people who were there, but we're everybody's doing their own thing. It's just you try to put something together, and it did kind of start in a goofy kind of uncertain place when we first started Rota Fanatic. I jumped in after there was some decisions made by people to leave before it really got off the ground, and I, I learned a lot. I learned a shitload from doing Rota Fanatic, and I'm grateful for the whole experience because I learned a lot about the business side of all this stuff. So now I have that under my, uh, you know, under my belt here, and I can stick it under there and remember that. But it's, uh, we're not, the website still exists, and it's not going away. It's just probably not going to be the uh, behemoth, maybe, that some of us thought it would be. That's all. Well, I mean, you got an amazing amount of talent over there that started it up, and you guys were doing some awesome stuff, but everybody's got jobs, and everyone's got other places that they're getting recruited by, and they're writing for, or or skipping onto a bunch of pods. So it's hard to keep something together when you have that much talent going on and they're going to end up moving to other places. And, you know, that's okay. I think it was a great startup. If anything, it was able for you to meet a whole bunch of people within the industry. And a lot of people were were digging it. You know, I think you got to almost 3000 followers as you guys got it going. And uh, I don't think there's any hard feelings going on. Right. 
Oh, shit. Somebody just posted on our Palazzo feed. Corbin Bernstein could have flown. That could have flown. That would have been, would you, you would not have liked that. No, we got to go Detroit flavor. We need Casey Mize. Yeah, I'm biased. What can I say? Go Tigers. Uh, Russell says, kiss, shout it out loud works. (laughs) Well, you're hitting. Russell has impeccable movie taste, but we're hitting on some musical taste here with Russell that we would disagree with. I hate kiss. Yep. I don't really like Motley Crue. Yep. So, but I love you, Russell, and I love your movie taste. So, and you're in a great fantasy baseball player. So. Um, when it comes to Kiss, it's just one of those things like that wasn't our generation. It was just it was before us, and we weren't alive yeah. when when that was at the precipice and the height height of it all. So it was hard for us to get in, man. I mean, we were grunge kids. We were grunge and gangster rap kids. Yeah, to the grunge kids, uh, Kiss is a joke. That's just how it was. So I'm not, don't blame me. Just blame the society we grew up in the time yeah. period it was. It's yeah. If I was really born in 1974, bad. things would be different. I don't have Kiss, but I've got a third option for a shout. So here's a shout out to Jamie, who posted this on our Twitter feed, which you guys can all post anytime. Palazzo Podcast, two L's, two Z's. Utah. There it is. First time I've said Give that. Me two. That's still around. That's not going away. Uh, Jamie Campbell said Corbin Bernstein. So I'm going to shout you out, Jamie. Stand up and shout. Do you know that one? What was that? Cinderella? <laughs> no, 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 no. Who knows this one? One more time. Shout out to the shout out. Stand up and shout. Oh, God. It's not a real band. I will tell you that. That's a oh, secret. really? I know Russell's going to get that one. Okay. Oh, Jay, so, shit. Uh, so it's a movie thing. It is a movie thing. Jaybird. <laughs> what's up, Jaybird? Jaybird, shout you out, man. Stand up and shout. That's for you, Jaybird. Born in 1975 and Kiss is terrible. Thank you, Jaybird. There you go. Yeah, my brother was born in 74. No interest in Kiss. So there it is. <laughs> Still love you, Riz. Oh, you guys are older than me. Well, shit. We're. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're born in 80. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay, Russell. Well, uh, I, I don't. I have no response to that. You win. You win. Uh, <laughs> 1975. Okay, we got a lot of 75ers in here. That's cool. We got a varietal. We like to get the uh, millennial slash Gen X divide mixed into the show here. Uh, so anyways, as I was saying, you know, so Roto Fanatics, it'll, it'll always be there. The website exists. We paid for it for a long time. So please go yeah. there and check out the Data Monster. The Data Monster yeah. exists, and Data there's good stuff there with that. Paul Mamino created it. It's still incredible. So don't dismiss that. It just... We're just not presented by Rotofanatic anymore. We're just an independent podcast. So the bottom line is we would like to get a Patreon going if people are willing to, you know, just share a couple bucks a month. But it does come with benefits. And I will reveal more of that on our next show. But I've got it laid out. You know, we're we're talking one-on-one fantasy sit-downs, um, private chats, uh, all the stuff that everybody fucking offers. You guys know the drill by now, I'm sure. You probably belong to something else. Anything you want, you'll get it. Plus, the Discord will provide unique secret channels the patreon unlocks the secret channels you get the basic channels by joining the discord which we'll post a link for that in the next day or two but you get the secret channels is part of the patreon so and that'll include i'm hoping uh phil himself prospect guru providing a prospects channel secret all prospects all day long first year player draft channel exclusive only so very specific stuff draft questions who knows when this season is going to start the drafts could be going for another I don't know, six weeks. I have no idea, but that's the deal here. So I'm excited about it. And me and Deary are excited. This is year number three 
And we've had two seasons, hopefully, hopefully one. But right now, Deary, we've had one season that was a total, total bozo season that was destroyed by COVID-19, unfortunately. We all remember that. And played the siren a while. And then this potential lockout that extends for a while. So bad breaks for us. We should have started a podcast in 2012 or something. <laughs> Yeah, this is going to be the third consecutive opening day. That's just total garbage. I mean, no, fa- obviously 2020 was delayed forever. 2021, you couldn't even have fans at the games. And now we're not even going to get opening day till May or June if we even have one. Very frustrating. I, I really want the Lou. I still, okay. What I care about most this year is the Lou Whitaker day because you and I will go there together. Yes, absolutely. And we will be there. And I want Lou Whitaker day because obviously Lou Whitaker is in the hearts of both you and I and many, many Detroiters unbelievably underrated belongs in the baseball hall of fame. Yep, and yep, if yep. we can still get that day in August, we are there. Absolutely. Oh, wrong button. Christ. There you go. Anything that is epic at any time, we will always play that button. So there it is. We're excited. We got all this shit coming out. We're going to be rolling it out by the end of the week for sure. I've, I've done all the legwork on it. I just have to fine tune it. Plus I didn't even mention rankings. We are working on our rankings. They're mostly done. Roto rankings. But then bonus will be something you're not going to find in a lot of other places. Head-to-head rankings. Very unique. We're going to do head-to-head rankings. There's not enough talk about head-to-head. And we're giving you head-to-head personalized channels in the Discord. So we're trying to give you something that not every show can provide with you. And that's entertainment, quality analysis, and things that aren't being covered enough, like head-to-head. We grew up in head-to-head, Deary. So, yeah, this is the first year where I've had to make three separate types of rankings. I'm doing roto rank. I've done. I'm done with my roto rankings. I'm done with my points league rankings, and now next is head to head, which I've always grown up on and played the most. So we're gonna do our best to shove that stuff in your face and come come get some of it. <laughs> yeah, Ben says the Discord is an exciting prospect. It is. It's not original. Everyone's doing it. We're just following in line. Uh, we. You know, when do you decide you start a show, you try to build a following, right? It's what we're doing. We try to be ourselves always, though. We don't have to try. We just are. But when do you decide to take that step to, you know, hey, can you, can you, uh, you know, can we, uh, can you guys uh, hook us up a couple of bucks? You know, it's awkward in a way, <laughs> but like, if I'm I'm putting a I'll put even more time into the show. So if that's the case and people respond to that, our our subscribers on YouTube have really gone up consistently the last six months. So you guys are really starting to kind of feed into the show. It, it's no longer just kind of a running joke, which I always kind of felt it was to a lot of people. <laughs> oh, Plaza Podcast. Oh, look at that guy. Is that Bozo and his friend? You know, like I always got that vibe from a lot of people. And that Bozo and his friend. Yeah. Yeah, that total dipshit who's like, ah, and that other guy is just calm, cool, and collected. And uh, by the way, I'm going to mention some business in a second related to Deary. But uh, Russell says, I will offer the Armchair Dungeon, a secret channel where I give fantasy advice exclusively in gift form. Hell yes! Yeah, we'll, 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 we'll chat offline after the show, Russell. It's a great idea. Russell, yeah, I'm writing that down right now because that is amazing. That is amazing! 
Russell, we'll be siphoning off you uh, sections of our dollar profits per month that we make. We'll give you a quarter for every dollar for that. Seriously. My my wife is always giving me shit because uh, we're in a couple different group chats with some friends of ours, and I only respond to the group chats in gifts. And she's like, you need to actually say something real to these people. I'm like, no, I don't. I, no. Everything I say is in a gift, and it's perfectly uh, easy to uh, figure out what I'm trying to say. Come on now. Yeah, come on. Come on, Christina. Love gifts. Fun here. Russell, we're he's, a gi- he's a gift communicator. Some people are gift communicators. That's just how it goes. All right, so uh, other news, and uh, I'm not playing the the Flight of the Concords anymore, although people do like that, but I feel like you need something different. So no housekeeping music today, silence only. Trophy. Now, you've heard a lot of talk, and Richard Sands, I almost feel like Richard Sands is mad at me now because we haven't got this trophy done yet, and I feel like a dick about it. Uh, Deary's first to blame. He's admitted that freely, but after the fact... I did go to the trophy store, and you wouldn't believe how expensive it is to get a die made, and they won't do it for just one trophy. Like, they want you to, like, well, if we're going to make a die, which costs hundreds of dollars, they want you to do, like, 50 or something, you know? That's why teams get trophies and shit like that. And Ben Brown says gifts are real. There you go, dearie. You got support from Ben Brown. But, so it turns out you got to get a trophy that's probably already, like, something designed in a baseball form, like a glove, like, eh, you know, something like that. So I got it picked out and it's, it's actually happening. It's, it's 150 bucks. So, you know, still spending my own money here to make it happen. So I hope Richard will be happy with it. It will have your name on it. And I'm demand. I, one demand I had of them, cause they can still engrave anything. Is it say big ass trophy on it? And it will <laughs> say there you go. big ass trophy. I well, can guarantee been that. Yes. So that's, at least we got that. Unfortunately, we couldn't get Palazzo. You know, we couldn't get the Palazzo face. Uh, Utah, love, love to Give get me two. Gary Busey's face or Mark Holton's face on there, but it's just it's fucking expensive. It can't happen. So sorry, but uh, there will be a trophy here, and the Palazzo Invitational is in full swing. So get signed up. We're taking as many players that want to play this year. Last year we had four leagues. We're already on League Three. And we've got plenty of time to load up more leagues. So I'm expecting us to blow past four this year. I'm hoping for six at least. And that will give us, uh, what's 15 times six, Deary? Uh, 75? 15 times six? 90. No, that's 120. Oh, no, that's 90. Or no, 90, 90, yeah. I got it right. I've I've had a few martinis tonight. Yeah, okay, that's fine. (laughs) Yeah, 90. But I will... (laughs) You martinis. But the thing is, if we get at least six leagues, that gives us 90 overall. So we'll have the overall title with the trophy again. But you get individual winnings. What is it? 450 bucks for first place in the leagues for these uh, $50 DCs that we're doing. So there is cash available for each individual league with an overall title being the big-ass trophy. Yeah, and I know a lot of guys are waiting because Raz Slam's going on right now. TGFBI just started today. So a lot of people are waiting until those are over, and then they're going to pop in with Palazzo, which we appreciate. Hell yeah. Yeah, even uh, Richard himself said, I got to focus on TGFBI first. He doesn't like being overwhelmed, and I respect that. So that's why we're leaving this open. The link is in our bio on our Twitter page. Jasper says, I should be in next weekend. There you go. That's right. Remember, you can sign up anytime. Twitter, page, bio, Palazzo Podcast, two L's, two Z's. Utah. That's where the link Give me is. Two. You click on the link and you sign up. It's 50 bucks plus $2 that goes to NFBC for the rake. <laughs> Got to have the rake, dearie. 
but it'll be worth it. So you can win real cash and you're going to compete with the best in the business or just random people. Anybody can sign up and you can co-manage a team. If you just want to step into the NFBC fray because you're a little nervous about it, never tried it before, Deary, this is a great time to co-manage a team. So go hit that Palazzo Podcast Twitter link, two L's, two Z's. Link in the bio. Nuff said. Jaybird says, I'm getting in that for show. That's right. Jaybird knows what's up. Jaybird definitely got to have you in there this year. Yeah, uh, there's also a YooHoo shower, dear. I forgot about that. Brian reminded me there will be a, a, <laughs> a YooHoo Fucking shower. YooHoo. <laughs> Thank you, Brian. I forgot about the YooHoo shower. Brian, you're on fire tonight. You guys are killing it in the comments. We love having you in the live chat. I got other big news, too. Deary is now officially a member of GLAR. Woo! Is that great news, Deary? How excited are you? I was shocked when I got the invite from our buddy Dave McDonald over there. And uh, yeah, a couple of weeks ago, he was like, hey, man. He's like, uh, we had someone drop from GLARF. We'd love to have you. You're a good guy. You're fun. You know your stuff. I'd love to have you. And I'm just so bummed because I can't be there in Chicago next week. I got too much shit going on. And I can't be there. And I'm uh, I'm a part of this you know, private chat that's going on with everyone in GLARF. And they're talking about how great of a time they're going to have. They're talking about bourbon and pizza, all the things that I love more than anything. But, you know, big. <laughs> Big props and thank you over to Dave and everybody else in Galarf. It's going to be so much fun. I'm really, really excited to be a part of it. Beautiful. Congratulations, Deary. Long overdue. Long spots opened up. Uh, you know, I, I, I didn't know if you would do it or not. I mean, I, I would have vouched for you instantly. Dave hit me up two days ago. He's like, "Hey, are you pissed that Deary's in this?" I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> "Why would you be pissed? That makes just, no sense." Uh, sorry, Dave. I'm not outing you, Dave. I'm just. But I am outing you because Dave, he'll talk about anything. He doesn't care. Uh, going to hang up and listen to the pod, guys. Welcome back. All right, Russell, good to see you. You made it a half hour. We love you. Uh, here's a shout for you, Russell, for the road. Just for you, buddy. Just what, Warming you know. up to it. Yeah. Uh, clothes optional, by the way, on the YooHoo shower. Uh, Robbie, hey, what's up, Robbie? Hey, buddy. Shout out to you. Which one do you want? You want uh, Tears for Fears? Uh, the one we still didn't get the answer to, by the way, this one. Stand up and shout. Or the Motley Crew. You let us know. We'll shout you out. Surf is going to be better than Glarf. We're not buying that, Deary. We got to take down Surf. These Canadians will not beat us. Because that's the thing about Glarf, Deary, is you're, it's just like the Palazzo Invitational. You got the individual Glarf League, Great Lakes area. Earth. You're competing against, yeah, fucking Earth. Right? I was trying to explain this one to my wife last week. She's like, what are you babbling about? She's like, <laughs> Earth and Glarf and <laughs> Nerf and Turf. Well, if anything, I'm I like, thought she'd be down with it. She, she probably sounded all nerdy to her. Like, oh, is this like a Lord of the Rings shit? <laughs> yeah, she, no, she's totally in, man. I'm gonna. She's like, you better go win Middle Earth. <laughs> oh, shit. Robbie, you nailed it. Well done. Steel Dragon is the correct answer. Very good, my friend. And Steel Dragon for you, buddy. Here it is. Stand up and shout. Yeah, that's from the movie Rockstar, dearie, with Mark Wahlberg. I, I know the film, have not seen that one. <laughs> you sound really fired up. Uh, Brian wants to know, hey, could we live stream Glarf? I Absolutely, we should live stream Glarf, right? Well, we got three people that aren't going to be able to be there in Chicago. Uh, I know it's myself and Fish and somebody else uh, that I can't remember right now. And uh, yeah, I was talking to Mike Carter last week and he's like, he's like, yeah, he's like, we got to zoom you in. And I'm like, well, shit, let's. Let's just live stream this. It'd be blast. Right. Especially because yeah. you're going to have a bunch of people down there. That'd be funny. Just set up a camera in the corner. People having giggles and uh, drafting players. I, Deary, I'm definitely live streaming the draft and I'll do it like this. So you can just come on with me and we can 
So even if they don't all want to do it, we do what the fuck we want. Dave's a commissioner, but we own our own entertainment. So, so, so you're you're going, right, Mike? Yeah, yeah, I'm going. <laughs> Sounds like a back out to me. <laughs> God damn it! I hate having people know me too long out in this world. Yeah, that's. Deary's very wise. Uh, <laughs> it feels like a back out, but I don't think I can back out. I got to go. Um, question for you. Is Leanne going with you? Well, that's the other thing. You know, the weekends are our time together. So, I know. Oh. you know, she would love to go. We've never been to Chicago together either. So it's like, yeah, exactly. Got, so that's the other thing is like, also, uh, shout out uh, Tears for Fears. Wait, do I, oh, I have Tears for Fears readily available? I'm sorry, Deary. My bad. Uh, I thought I would. Shout out to Mike Ring, a friend of ours. They live in the west side there. So I thought maybe we'd stop by and say hello to them since we're going out that way, too. Nice call. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll probably do all that stuff. Anyways, you guys don't care about that. But Glarf is happy. Oh, Jaybird's in. There are 10 of 15 teams in league number three. I believe this is the third league right now. So way to go, Jaybird. Way to put your money down. Maybe I'll hop in that one. Deary, did you uh, jump in the league? Aren't you underway right now? Oh, we're like 25 rounds in, man. Yeah. Plausible yeah, rotational. Well. Yeah. Wow. Holy yeah, shit. we're almost done. <laughs> it's it's funny. You know how many leagues I'm in with Yancey right now? It's like every time I'm in a league, Yancey's oh, in. Oh, really? It. Yeah, he's in oh, my man. ring of slam, too. Oh, man. that's I'm kind of jealous of that. I, I love Yancey. Okay. So, Deary's and Glarf, we're very excited about that. Uh, I want to remind you guys that Reliever Recon is an incredibly awesome tool. Even though baseball is up in the air right now, go sign up for Reliever Recon. Greg Jewett. You're going to need it. It's probably the tool I would recommend the most this season because you're going to need to siphon through all the reliever bullshit. Reliever Recon, Greg Jewett. Sign up for the Patreon. It's 3 bucks a month. I pay 5 bucks a month. It's worth it. It is worth it. Trust me. And a shout-out one last time, Deary. Uh, Stand up I don't have the shit to anymore, so I'm trying to do you favor. Russell left the show currently, although he's listening to the podcast version right now in his own world, in his own reality, which is weird to think about if you think about it philosophically. But Mike Curlin is now part of The Athletic. He's writing for The Athletic. Mike is a great guy. Congratulations, Mike. He was one... Guys, he put us on his bases loaded network when we were brand new back in 2020. Remember that? That, that really happened, so... Yeah, he was one of the history. first uh, people in the industry that we connected with, so yeah, he's always going to be fond in our hearts. Yes, so he's writing for The Athletic now for fantasy baseball. It's fucking great. Congratulations, Mike. And congratulations to John L., MLB Moving Averages, who used to write for The Athletic, and now he's back. He's also a part of that movement. Love you, John. One of the most honest dudes I've ever met. Both of you guys are good people. Congratulations. Make sure you follow both of them, Curlin and MLB Moving Averages. Great news. Uh, Brian K. Rogers was thrilled that Jason's in the Plaza Invitational. All right, let's move into leading off. We kept this part. Okay, so I uh, talked about Glarf. Now I'd like to talk about, real quickly, there's a lot of talk about the steroids going to be a problem this year because they're not testing all offseason. But to me, that seems like a ridiculous statement because steroids will be tested for once the season gets going again. So are, are we to think that, or do we know that you could cycle steroids for three months and then get off of them and still have the effects of it for the whole season if you stop taking them when to be tested again? I don't think so, dearie. Sounds like a bunch of malarkey. I know drugs. I know nothing about steroids, though. Um, I don't know what type of withdrawal (laughs) happens. I don't know what type of withdrawal happens, but I'm pretty sure you have to continue to take them to keep your 
uh, muscle mass up or I, I don't know. I'm not a kinesiology major as well. So I have no, no idea what happens with that stuff, but uh, yeah, I mean, by the time we get to the season and they start testing, I can, I mean, I can't believe people are going to go ahead and start a regimen of steroids before the season <laughs> starts and then be like, I mean, Adolis Garcia is clearly already on some type of performance. Enhancer, of course, of course, so yes. he will as not he get be. any smaller. <laughs> no, as he should be. Yes, absolutely. So this is a real concern within uh, people talking about uh, fantasy baseball right now or baseball at large. I've heard some chatter. There's been a few conversations here and there, and I'm just curious what you think. I don't think it's a big deal. I don't think it's going to impact the season. It would be unscientific in the way that steroids work, as far as I know. But steroids have gone to such a level now where what the fuck do we know? We don't know anything about steroids anymore. It could be a whole new cool thing happening. So this this may be something we need, especially if we don't start till late May or early June to get people back on board with baseball. If someone's going to hit 100 home runs, we could get people talking about baseball again. (laughs) Stoop to that low. But, yeah, they'll take what they can get. Uh, Deary, everybody knows that when baseball finally gets going, whenever that is, we're all going to be there on opening day. Right. I would like to. I mean, not in person, but we'll be you know, it's not like we're leaving baseball. I love going down on opening day. I mean, it's a blast. I never go into the stadium, but yeah, I mean, I'm not going anywhere. It's been my favorite sport since I was five years old. It's not like I'm going to give up on baseball. I'm pissed right now, but when it comes back and be like, I love you, come back. <laughs> exactly. That's my point. Like, we're not going to abandon the game. No. We'll say what we're going to say, and we can be bitter and angry and pissed about it. But at the end of the day, same old, same old. And that's just... We want to get on the record with all of you because you know how it works. All right. uh, Now I want to talk about universal DH winners. So whatever happens, we do know there is a universal DH. That's a fact. So who are the winners? Who benefits? Qui bono. Who benefits most here, dearie? Who's the big winner today and going forward for the rest of the season? We could talk individual players, but you've also mentioned some teams. So uh, give me somebody or team that you think benefits the most. Yeah, I think there's there's two teams that probably benefit the most. I mean, obviously, it's going to be National League teams and players that are free agents that are looking to sign with National League teams. There's two teams that I did point out right here is the Reds and the Rockies, just because they kind of have a muddled, especially with, uh, you know, the Reds. They have a ton of guys in the outfield. I mean, I doubt Castellanos is coming back, but they got some guys in the outfield that aren't specifically phenomenal defensive you know, players, but they got a lot of guys out there that, you know, a guy like Arrestes Aquino, uh, Shogo Akiyama, these are guys that we talked about last year, Nick Senzel, guys, guys there in Cincinnati where, you know, they're going to be looking for another bat, a guy that may not be able to be in the outfield or, or in the infield. So this is a team that could be loaded with the amount of guys that could possibly DH there. And the other one is the, the, the Rockies. We've talked about the Rockies for years and how they bring up their young guys like a Brendan Rogers or Garrett Hampson, and they just don't play them enough, but here's the opportunity to be able to play some of these guys. So I think the Reds and the Rockies, along with a ton of other national league teams have a great opportunity with that DH more than anything, looking into national league teams. And you look at a lot of the catchers, some of these catchers are going to have the opportunity to play a lot more, you know, look at, 
a team that I just mentioned, like the Reds, you know, a guy like Tyler Stevenson, I know Barnhart is gone now and Stevenson is penciled in as their, their starting uh, catcher right now, but he's a guy who could play multiple positions and possibly be oh, yeah. able to DH. A guy like Joey Votto, obviously he's now 38 years old. Uh, you know, you throw him in, in as a DH to give him some days off. I think it's going to be a big benefit for the Reds. Who uh, I, I like the Reds offense, especially with Mustakas coming back. Jonathan India showed a lot of promise last year. Big time. J- Jesse Winker is an OPS master. Um, you know, a guy like Eugenio Suarez, who's plays third base, you could throw him at DH and give him some time off. And maybe that helps his bat this year after his uh, last two years struggles. So I think a lot of National League teams, this is really, really going to help out. But I think uh, the Rockies and Reds that have a ton of young players where they just can't seem to fit a, a spot for a lot of these guys are going to be able to use, utilize that DH. Hell yeah, Deary. Well said. Way to break it down. Jasper says, I want to see 300-plus strikeouts again. Hmm. Do you mean, like, as a pitcher? Because that's going to be hard to do? Because Max Scherzer was able to do it somewhat recently. Or do you mean as a... It's got to be what you mean, because if a hitter struck out 300 times, that's never happened, right? We've only... What's the record? 200 and... I think it's like 280, 290. 280? That's a good question. What is the... Batter's strikeout record. I, f- I do feel like it's got to be Adam Dunn, maybe? I don't think anyone got to 300. I think it was 280, 285. No way somebody got to 300. I, I don't believe it. Yeah. No. I do not believe that that's the case. Uh, single season-wise, strikeout leaders in a single season, Mark Reynolds, 223. Holy shit. <laughs> yeah. That's I was close. Lot. Adam Dunn was one behind. One behind. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Your top five, Mark Reynolds, Adam Dunn, Chris Davis of the O's, classic. Yep. Oh, Yoan Moncada in 2018. Jesus. Oh, wow. That's, that's depressing to hear. <laughs> We're both yeah. Moncada fans. Well, it was three years ago, at least, four years well, ago. He's improved uh, since then. His strikeout rate isn't near, what, that's probably 35% back then. Yeah, but Queen Bono, who benefits? That is shocking, but it was a long time ago. Uh, Robbie says, Verling. Philadelphia, CJ Croner, Connor Joe, Colorado, love that DH. Oh, that's a good call. Yeah, that's wonderful news. Especially the Rockies are one of the ones that stand out to me big time. Charlie Blackman says Brian K. Rodman. Charlie Blackman, is he left for dead? We all seem to be throwing him on the mm-hmm. trash heap. But if he can DH and play every day, not to play the field, that's a bonus. He's still got a bat. He can hit 280, hit you 25 home runs. I still think that's very easily doable, right? I don't know about 25 home runs. I still think he can bet 285, 290, though, uh, wherever he's at, whether it's in the National League or American League. I, I, I think the, the one guy that really stands out when DH, you know, you know, came to fruition to happen was, was Nick Castellanos. He's still a free agent right now. I think mm-hmm. Philly right now is a really nice spot for him, and he's an awful defensive player player he just defensive Awful. liability everywhere <laughs> like i mean i like started up as a th- third baseman with detroit and he was terrible they moved him to right field he's awful in right field but the guy has a hell of a bat a guy who can bet 285 with 35 home runs 100 runs 100 rbis and i think philly's a really nice spot for him but they can pencil him in as a dh and maybe throw him out in the right field every once in a while i think it's a big benefit for him and his especially his fantasy stock yeah great call and jasper did clarify he did mean Pitchers, pitchers who struck out 300 or more. And I believe Max Scherzer was the last to do that a couple of years ago. As far as I can. I mean, it's just hard. You got to get a lot of innings in and the way bullpens are work now, especially with 
a lot of these upper echelon teams that have fantastic bullpens where they can go six, seven, eighth, and ninth with your bullpen. It's there's no reason to throw 330 innings with your pitchers. It's not like Steve Carlton going eight innings every single time. There's no reason to because really you're looking for these guys to be there down the stretch, and you don't want to overextend them during the season when there's no reason to. Fair point. I agree with you entirely. Uh, Pedro only had two 300K seasons. That was 97 to 99. Uh, and then there's a bunch of single there's, – there's elite guys, like the guys who are the best ever, the Randy Johnsons, the Nolan Ryans. Six 300K seasons for Randy and Nolan Ryan. So that's really impressive. Kurt Schilling had three 300K seasons. That's surprising. That's impressive. I would have not – yeah, I would not have thought. If you had asked me, hey, who's had more 300 strikeout seasons, Kurt Schilling or Pedro Martinez? I would have said Pedro. I really would have. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. But anyways, yeah, that's fascinating. I hope you get that, Jasper. I believe it will come to you once more. Uh, also, shout out to J.R. Richard, rest in power. Tough life. Didn't go his way. An amazing power pitcher who had a stroke and fucked his life up. By the way, we had on Aaron Kruger. Uh, shout out to Aaron. Stand up and shout! And he was on the first day podcast the other day. He survived a fucking stroke. 39 years old. He had a stroke. 39! And he had to learn how to... He showed me a picture, and he talked about it. First day pod. We do really good work there. Deary's been on that pod, too. We talk about real shit that happens to people because you're all part of it. You're all living the human experience. Don't try to bullshit me. But he survived a stroke and he came back to full health. Congratulations, Aaron Kruger. You're seriously like an inspiration, like truly. Like, and he still never knew why it happened. That's what's fucking scary. There's no, they never said, well, this is what happened. It was genetics. So fucked up. Uh, Verlander in 2019, he cracked 300 before he blew out his arm. Maybe that's why he blew out his yeah. arm. I don't know. Okay, there it is. So, uh, yes, there's a lot of DH potential. Uh, you also mentioned Kyle Schwarber, Nick Castellanos, whatever happens with those guys. DH city party time. Uh, there's a lot of DH potential in the national league. So make sure when you're drafting that you're thinking about that. Sometimes we don't apply what's going on the updated reality. Cause we don't have a CBA right now. It's all in the ether and it seems chaotic even to some of us, but there is an NLDH now. That's a fact. All right. Uh, now it's time for me to do a live Ranslam draft here, dearie. Let's go live to Mike Govier's Ranslam team in progress. We're in round 24, I believe I said. And we're going to real-time draft this. Here we go. Do you see me? Do you read me? Are you seeing my team? No. <laughs> You're not Good seeing try. it. Are you serious? No. no. Shit. I hate Come when on, this man. happens. How do I keep screwing this up? Oh my, I, I, I can't believe we've... What do you see right now? I just see you and me. I can't believe that my Raz Slam is actually past yours because the through the first two days, we were the slowest Raz Slam draft. It was just taking forever. Like People are taking the full oh my God. million hours here, which I'm, I'm okay, fine with. It doesn't bother me. Did it work now? No. What's going really? on? Share, share seen... screen's not working? It says just, that I'm you of sharing your screen. I don't I don't see it. Just just That's baffling. Okay, just let's just pick a player here. Oh, I know what it is. I got to hit this button. I'm so dumb. They added this button. My bad. Okay, thank you, dear. The old baffler. Have this stupid button. You hit share screen and then you click in and confirm it and then you still have to click it to add it to the show. <laughs> That's ridiculous. Why did they add that? Come on, StreamYard, get a clue. User interface matters. All right, so here we are. Uh, my roster, if you want to see it over there. 
Uh, can I make it bigger? I'd like to make it bigger. There it is. I basically covered every position here. Carson Fun Kelly, room. Pete Alonzo. Yeah. Uh, a lot of familiar faces. Are filled. Yeah. <laughs> Jeff McNeil. You know me. Lucas Giolito. Oh. Hey, Rumble winner, Royal Rumble bounce back 2022 winner, Jeff McNeil. Don't forget that. He's, I'm pretty sure he's still alive in our Raz Slam. No one has drafted him yet. Wow, that's crazy. I I just when, there's certain players I just know we're going to bounce back, and Jeff McNeil's one of them. That's it happens. Uh, scroll, but, scroll up again yeah. for a second. I want to look at your uh, your offense here. Yep, Ty France. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. You own my gotta. Uh, don't love DJ LeMahieu, but I feel like he bounces back this year. It can't be as bad as it was last year. He's going to give you good average and a ton of runs. He, he may not get back to and, the 20 home runs he had two years ago, but I mean, it, the the guy should be able to bat 290 to 295. Right. And I don't know if you've been doing this, but this is a secret of Raslam and these points cut line best balls is to have guys who play as many positions as possible so that the best lineup per week Maximized points gets fit into as many possible positions. It matters. That's a big deal. So, uh, pitch. I've been I wanted to wait on pitching. I've got two bench guys down here with Luke Voigt and Lamonte Wade Jr. as well. So, I need two pitchers yet. I've got Logan Gilbert, Tyler Molly, Lucas Giolito, Sandy Alcantara. That's my my big, uh, you know, big arm starters. Plenty of relievers here with Rizal Iglesias, Araldis Chapman, and Will Smith of the Braves. When did you oh, take your I first? Need... When did when did you take your first pitcher? Oh well, that's uh. Oh wait, I don't want to spoil. Wait, I don't want to. I took my first pitcher in round uh six, five seven? or six, seven. Okay, yeah. yeah. I, I I waited till seven. Shout out to Yancey Eaton. He waited till round fourteen to draft Chris Bassett as his first pitcher. That's even more impressive. Uh. Apparently, Paul Spore finished second overall in Rasslam last year, and he didn't take a pitcher until later on as well like that. That style is catching on, and people are getting that. So uh, I have a problem here, though, because I like Andre Semenes and Hunter Dozier. They both play multiple positions. Do you like either of these players, Deary? I think the upside is much better with Jimenez, especially with the stolen bases in Rasslam. I think he has the opportunity to steal 20 bases, should be able to score a decent amount of runs. I'm just interested where he's going to bat in that Cleveland lineup. But you got second base, third base, or second base shortstop eligibility. I mean, I feel like Hunter Dozier, Dozier will probably be there next time you come around. Casey Mines available. I need a pitcher. I think oh, and you got back-to-back pick, picks here. Yeah, that's right. You know it. <laughs> Uh, I don't want to get caught up in my song, though, just because Casey Mize is in the song. It's not a reason to draft someone. Would you rather have Casey Mize or Marco Gonzalez? Oh, God. Marco D- Gonzalez just... Yeah. It's amazing that he can keep that ERA under four all the time without striking a ton of people out. He's a master of the craft, dude. That's why. Yeah, he really is. It's the well, art of pitching. He, <laughs> no, I think the hometown guy with Mize is going to have a little more upside this year than Marco. Ooh, Cal Quantrill, though. Mm, that's tough. Uh, so is there a position okay, so, you're targeting here? Yeah, I mean, I'm, I've thinking, filled up tons of positions. Ask so to want, ask here. So I'm looking so you at definitely eat. want one pitcher. How are you doing on uh, relief pitchers? I, I, I know relief pitchers are. I got three. Aren't. Okay, who do you got? I got Rizel, Aroldis, and Will Smith of the Braves. So I'm, I do need a second catcher, though. I, don't, I haven't filled that catching spot beyond Carson Kelly. Ooh. Probably need to do that. And it's getting uh, real bare. We got oh, 
Wow, yeah, this nothing. is. Oh, yeah, move up. Move <laughs> I up. scrolled okay. up a bit. Yeah, this is the uh, top. Got... I'm really interested in what season. Jacob Stallings can do in Miami this year. I mean, he had a nice. Really? I believe it was June or July in Pittsburgh where he was. He was really nice. I mean, oh, I Barnhart's going to get most of the time here in Detroit. I just don't know what the upside with him is going to be. I mean, obviously, they, if Eric Haas is playing the way he's going to, you know, played last year, they're going to try to get him in as much as possible, but he's also going to DH yeah, a ton. Eric Haas went around like 215. People are jumping on him. I had him. I was going to be my second guy, but I got sniped. Well, what's going on here in, in, in Tampa? Is Mejia going to be the guy here in Tampa? Because he, he's a guy that we've been targeting for a few years now. He was obviously part of that Blake Snell trade. And he seems to have figured out that strikeout issue the last few years within those limited at-bats he's had. I think he probably has the biggest upside out of all those catchers on the board. Yep, I'm going to take Jefferson Mejia later. That'll be my second starting catcher, and I'm fine with that. I really am. I'm going to go Casey Mize here. Homer pick, why not? This is live in real time. And then... Uh, I don't know. Anybody else you want me to take, I'll do it just for the fun of it. What do you want me to take here? Is there a player? So we're looking at position player here? Any, no, any player. Oh, Jesus Lazardo. I'm taking it. Done. Never mind. Okay, there it is. Yeah, you just filled out my pitching. Much. Just like that. Yep. Well, I no thought. Problems. What can I tell you? So. Well, when, you get, hope- when you get late, this late in the draft, you know, when you get to like 24, 25, and this is what I've been struggling with. I was like, I seriously like woke up in the middle of the night thinking about this. Was like, I don't pay attention to these middle rounds or middle to late rounds as much as I really should. Like I get anxiety in those first like eight, nine rounds. I got to make the right pick. I got to make the right pick, but you can really win a league by having rounds 20 to 27 really be successful. I mean, just look at the past few years, some of the guys that have been drafted there and it might not even be a full season that you get out of these guys, but you get these two, three month stretches out of certain guys. You think of the Adolis Garcia as the Patrick wisdoms of the world, the yeah. Frank Schwindels. These guys could really boost your totals up when it comes to points leagues, when they go on these runs for three, three, four months, and I, I feel like when I get to those when I get to those middle rounds, I'm like, ah, I just like this guy the most. I'm really not and I've done deep dives on guys within these rounds, but like I just look at those guys that are really I like their name or like I, I, I like what I've seen from them, but <laughs> so I, I, I'm focusing right now. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean I'm focusing a lot more on roster construction in a lot of these. And you talked about specifically in points league leagues and best balls having guys that have multiple positions uh, so that's something i've been focusing on i was not as in tune with the point system last year when we came into raz slam I, I i would like to look back on my my league last year and see where i drafted guys but i i i didn't do any type of um you know prep in terms of points league prep as I did this year, I did a specific points league prep where I, I ranked about three, 400 players. And then from there, I'll just go with what I know oh. and what, what I can see. But I didn't do that last year. I was mainly looking off my rota ranks and my head to head ranks, which you cannot do when you go into a, you know, a league like a Raz slam or any type of uh, points so or best true. ball leagues. So true, dearie. Absolutely right. Uh, Jay says people seem to like Andrew Haney. <laughs> I'm not doing that. Why? You guys do okay. That. Why? I want to know why. He's with the Dodgers. Uh, there's now. all this like, bunch of bullshit out there. There's a lot he he could win ten games, games, but I don't see that ERA being less than four seven five. I just eh, maybe four four five, <laughs> but still, he's not somebody who's going to be in my top six starting pitchers on a roster. No way. 
Unless it's a super deep league, of course. Uh, Brian K. Rochman says, what about Colorado catcher Elias Diaz? I love Diaz. Do you like Diaz, Deary? He's not available on the Ranch Slam anymore for me, but I would have taken him. I mean, anybody who plays in Colorado, you want to dig towards for sure. I mean, this is a guy, he's he's 27 years old now. He's been around for a little bit, but he's he's got an opportunity in Colorado. I mean, it, Colorado is such an interesting team because there's just a shit team, but they can give you some fantasy value because of that park they play in. I mean, I've seen Hampson and Rogers go maybe a little earlier than they should. What If you look deeper into Diaz's numbers. There's a big I mean, difference there, though. What's that? Between Hampson and Rodgers. Rodgers is a much better player right now. Hampson's basically what he is. Rodgers is ascending. I think there's a big difference. That's all. I, I, I Well, I, I think the difference to at least defend Hampson a little bit is Hampson had 17 stolen bases last year. This guy has the opportunity, if he plays, to get upwards to 25 steals. But, yes, Rodgers is yeah. the better player. Yeah. Uh, ben Brown says, Naquin, Gritchuk, Wisdom, even Hosmer, are all guys projected for over around 400 points. They're great picks to round out the back end of your roster. Deary, on Joey Pisapia's Fantasy Pros Fantasy Baseball Podcast, which I did the outfield show a couple weeks ago, Tyler Naquin was one of my value plays, like super deep, cheap, and you'll get a lot for your buck. So I absolutely agree with Ben on that assessment. Uh, Jaybird says Haney has K upside and win potential, but I but no, what about the ratios, though? They'll kill your ratios. You can get that elsewhere, right, Deary? What's the K upside? I mean, how many is he going to strike out? What's it? What's his K rate here? Well, I mean, you know, it's usually pretty rock solid. He's a, give you like a 10 K per nine, right? But I mean, you can get that any, I feel like you can find that more commonly and I'd rather fill that hole with relievers and keep my ratios down. A great example, forget Andrew Haney, go with a guy like last year, Colin McHugh. He was pitching you multi-inning outings, giving you great ratios. And I'd rather go with a guy like that or a couple guys like that in my roster. I really would. Well, I mean, it's going to depend what league you're in. I mean, if you are, this is why a lot of people are probably on Haney. He's 30 years old now. But the fact he's playing for a team that always has the possibility to win 95, 100 games, the guy could be a double-digit you know, winner. And in a points league, that's worth what? Six points per win? Okay. Yeah. Depends on the points league, but yes, you're right. In this case, this is a guy who people pump up because he's on a new team that's supposed to be really, really good. But I'll just stick with what I know, and I don't need to go down that rabbit hole. His K nine is ten usually per season. So yeah, he's solid. a career nine two two. Um, but I mean, he hasn't pitched a full season since 2018. We did 180 innings. I mean, I guess throw in 2020, he did pitch a full season because it was 66 innings. But that ERA has never been below. Four four six was his best, and that was 2020. Well, I guess wow, well, I okay, 2015, yeah. 3.49. But he's he and that that's really when I started targeting him was right after the 2015 season when he had a, a nice Haney. kind of breakout. Yeah, we're talking about Haney right now. But I mean I he also sure some, keep saying he, that. He had some injury issues in 16 and 17. Oh yeah. I keep. It's important that we say the players' names. This is a bugaboo for a lot of people. They listen or watch a show, and we're we're, just, we're rambling on about players, but then it's like, who the hell are they talking about? So it's a, up to me to make sure I say the name. Like this is who we're talking about: Andrew Haney. Andrew Haney. We were talking about Elias Diaz. We're talking about Andrew Haney. Now we're talking about 
the rest of the show, the final segment, the Saplazo Podcast. Follow us on Twitter, two L's, two Z's. Utah. Follow Chris Deary on Twitter, C Deary1999, Deary as in Dearly Beloved, Mike Govier, MJ Govier, GOVs and Victor IER on Twitter. Please follow us. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. We're growing a lot quicker than I expected, and I'm very grateful for that. Five stars. Five stars right up there in upper corner. Where is it? Right there? Yeah, there it is up there. Five stars on Spotify. Yes, you can rate us five stars on Spotify now. And, of course, Apple Podcasts. All right. So let me play this song for Deary, and then we'll talk about the disparities, and we'll get the hell out of here. So this is going to be <laughs> this is gonna be challenging because, you know, Deary, if you guys don't know, well, Deary, tell them yourself. Tell them about your Pearl Jam love. It, I think it's better coming from you. Yes, I enjoy the band. <laughs> There are concert posters in my hallway. There's a massive picture down the end of our our hallway of Eddie Vedder. I have tons of vinyl, bootlegs. How many times have you seen uh, Pearl Jam live? Like eight or nine times. Basically been my favorite band since I was 11 years old. Well, you know, I didn't do this intentionally. When these ideas come up, I just got to go with them. And if it fits, the key with these songs is fit. Does it fit the melody and is it topical? And that's the bottom line. So if it's topical and it fits a melody, I'm going to do it. So that's why I chose this song. And I don't even think he likes this song. There's, in fact, there's Pearl Jam songs he hates that he doesn't like at all, which you've made very clear several times, right? <laughs> yes. Actually, at our wedding, they played. Oh, no, I, I enjoy it live. Oh, you do. It's even flow. Yeah. That's what you're going to say. I hate even flow, correct. They played it at your wedding. Correct. Got time to the lyrics kick in, so they played Even Flow at his wedding, and Deary's like, Oh god, he's at his own way. He's like, Why of all the stuff? This is Deary's wedding with Christina. Love Pearl Jam, they're playing Even Flow, his least favorite Pearl Jam. How does that happen? Oh, here we go. I mean, our first dance was a heavy better song. So I said, Have I got a little story for you? Who you thought my Trout was. Ooh. Wow, you were drafted home alone during COVID 19. Trout's ADP was lying. <laughs> Told me you didn't see it coming. But he's been on the aisle many times. Oh, I like Trout still top five. I like it. Yeah, so. I like it a lot. It fits. 
It works. I took Mike Trout as my first pick in the Plaza Podcast Invitational. Hell yes! I love it. I got him. I got him at fourteen. 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 It's like really, dude. Good like God, man. If this guy is healthy, he is a top six fantasy player. I know he's not going to steal those bags like you talked about in the song, but geez, <laughs> well, I was top ex- five if he doesn't. I was ecstatic to get him there. Come on, let us. What the fuck? Fourteen. I would kill for that. Yeah, you're. Congratulations. Mike Trout still has some amazing years left in him. And I'm, yes, the calf, I hurt my calf last year and eventually it heals and you can run again. And I'm a fat ass out of shape loser. So if Mike Trout can heal his calf, he'll be able to run full speed and kill it. So I have no doubt he'll be okay. I know Josh Donaldson has had a lot of calf problems. So people automatically assume just because he did, Trout will have. First off, Trout is much younger than Donaldson is and was. Yeah, Donaldson's what, 35, 36 now? And Trout's he's like 30. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, he's good six years older at least. Yeah. Trout's 29, I believe. Uh, Jaybird says, wife loves Pearl Jam. She went a couple times to Wrigley to see them. I went to the White Sox. <laughs> uh, we were at a Wrigley show in 2016, right? Twenty August 22nd, 2016, our birthday. We That's right. We went to Wrigley. It's all Pearl Jam. Yeah, I, I wish I wasn't still going through opioid crisis because I would have enjoyed it a lot more. But, yeah, shit happens. And as long as I know Deary had a great time, and uh, that's all that matters. <laughs> I saw you before the show and after the show. <laughs> yeah, I kind of walked around with a backpack okay. on, drinking beer. It was really strange. Okay. Uh, we had a good time. Enjoy the- <laughs> we did. It was cool to see it, and that Airbnb was great, so that all worked out. We had a great location there in Wrigleyville. So. Uh, oh, he fell to Ben Brown at 22 in TGFBI. That is so stupid! Ben, congratulations! 22? God. Congratulations, wow. Ben Brown. That is absurd. So absurd. And I'm so happy for you, Ben. What a gift. You get to take full advantage of that. Your roster's already looking stellar. Okay. Uh, we want to talk about ADP disparity right quick. So players that we have at least, at least 15 spots or more apart from NFBC ADP as of February 1st. So me and Deary, players that we either like a lot more. We see them ranked higher or lower. We'd like them less than what their ADP would suggest as of February 1st. Now, remember, it's got to be at least 15 spots, good or bad. All right, Deary, give me your first one. Yeah, I'm trying to bring up ADP right now just so I can – I didn't write it on my doc just so I can bring oh, up – Oh, I got it right here. Oh, uh, okay, perfect. Well, you got you got Jorge Polanco. That's one of your guys. Oh, yeah, I absolutely love Jorge Polanco this year. I have him as my, let me see, where do I have him? I have him as my number 10 second baseman. And let me see where I have him in terms of shortstop. I have number 14 as a shortstop. But I absolutely love Jorge Polanco. I mean, slow start last year, which he actually got dropped in several leagues that I was in, you know, fab leagues, and I I was able to pick him up. The guy still put up 33 home runs with 97 runs, 98 RBIs. He also had 11 stolen bases. Guy's going to probably be able to bat anywhere from 275 to 280. And he'll swipe some bags for you, too. He had 11 stolen bases last year. Guy does not strike out very much. I know the Twins aren't the best team in the planet, but the guy should be able to give you some five-cat contribution this year. 25 to 30 home runs is easily doable, and he'll probably sit around 90 runs, 
90 RBIs. He's going to give you double-digit swipes. I love Jorge Polanco. He's going to give you second base and shortstop eligibility. And he was absolutely on fire the last two months of the season and helped me get into the playoffs and actually want, helped win me a championship last year as I scooped him up on Fab. Love Jorge Polanco. What I've noticed in a lot of my NFC drafts here in the last week that I've been in is he's going within the top 75 in a lot of these drafts that I have been in, which is is – I wouldn't call it a reach because I think he's a really, really solid contributor. And I think Jorge Polanco is a really smart, safe pick this year. Jorge Polanco all day long. Give it to me. I would completely agree with that assessment. His current ADP as of February 1st, remember, that's how we're doing this exercise, is 75. So Deary's like, I'll go ahead of that. Forget that, right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the thing is, is there's so many shortstops in second, especially shortstops. I mean, there's just a ton of shortstops that go that are going. But, you know, I, would you rather have a Francisco Lin, Lindor or a Jorge Polanco? I think Jorge Polanco has the opportunity to put up better statistics than Lindor. Oh, I mean, Lindor's uh, launch angle has fallen apart. He's not hitting the ball as hard as he used to. Um, what everyone's been saying every year is the Mets offense is going to be better. The Mets offense is going to be better. But I mean, Polanco's consistent with what he's going to give you. So I think he's going to out-homer Lindor. And I don't know if Lindor gets back to 20, 25 stolen bases. And if Polanco gives you 11 to 15, you're pretty happy with that. With 90 runs and 90 RBIs, I don't think it's that far off that you could wait a couple more rounds and grab Polanco and he may succeed what a Lindor is going to do uh, is going to do, or a Javi Baez who's going to murder your average. He, Sure, he'll probably lead shortstops besides Tatis and home runs, but the guy's going to yeah. bat 235, 240. He's not going to get on base for you. So if you're playing in an OPS league, bump Polacco up even more because he's not going to strike out. He walks about 11% of the time. All right, my guy is Kevin Gaussman. Now, Kevin Gaussman signed a mega deal with the Toronto Blue Jays after leaving the Giants having – Maybe the finest year of his baseball career. His current ADP as of February 1, 73. No, thank you. I have Kevin Gaussman down. By the way, uh, our rankings, I'm doing my rankings, which we'll have for the Palazzo podcast when we pump live our Patreon slash all that crap. It'll be hosted there. You'll be able to see it uh, with the Google Docs and all that. But I also have my rankings on Fantrax.com, FantraxHQ.com. I, I write there. Yes. I need to write more. I'm not writing articles there at the moment. I will be. I wrote football last year, baseball to come, but I'm participating in the rankings that are being released slowly but surely, and the starting pitching ranks were released, and I I didn't love Gaussman. I had him way down there. I think he was like my 20th pitcher, 23rd. So I don't like – I don't see the massive change – when I look at the numbers and my eye test is the first thing I trust my eye test because I've been doing this for 22 years. So that just means something to me. Experiential knowledge matters. But if you want data, uh, the hard hit percentage, you know, didn't really change that much, dearie. Kevin Gaussman's hard hit percentage was 40.9% last year. When he had a garbage year in 2018, it was 40.8. So he's still getting hit pretty hard. Uh, if you're looking for max EV issues, it's still kind of up there. 115 was his max EV last year. He gets hard. He gets hit hard. He still walks some guys. I know he was able to reduce it slightly, but not too much. So my bottom line here is he actually struck out a little bit less in terms of his K percentage last year, 29%. It was down a tick or two. That's not huge. That's not a big deal. But I don't see something that stands out 
And you look at the Sierras and the XFIPs, they're slightly higher than the 281 ERA he led last year. He probably should have been more of like a, it was a solid season for him, like a 340 ERA, 350 ERA guy is probably really who he is in his best year, but he went beyond that and he got himself a big ass deal. And I really mm-hmm. hope the Blue Jays don't regret this deal because I think Kevin Gaussman in a Blue Jays uniform, no offense, Robbie, we love you. Shout out to the Dingers pod. Stand up, uh, and Love you shout guys. I don't know if I would let Robbie Ray go and then take Kevin Gaussman instead, but that's just me. So, Not a Kevin Gaussman fan. Uh, Jay Bird says that he also likes Willie Adamas at shortstop deep this year. I love it. I love yeah, it. I'm, in, I'm into that. Oh, oh live Brian update. <laughs> live update. 10.18 p.m. They are still negotiating. Thank you, Brian. Do appreciate that. You guys are keeping us up to, to date. Uh, put a baseball under your pillow tonight, fellas. Okay, Brian. <laughs> oh, Brian. Brian's one of our Hall of Fame Palazzo pals. He's the best. Uh, all right, give me another guy, Deary. Good or bad? Uh, we'll go bad. We'll we'll kind of jump off what you're doing. Uh, I don't understand the Jazz Chisholm love this year. Um, right now he's going ADP around 78, 12th shortstop off the board. I have him ranked as my 19th shortstop, and that may even be high for me. This guy had a 28% K rate last year, 30% in the minors. He's going to sink your batting average. He's not going to have a really high batting average. What's concerning to me is he doesn't make contact with balls in the zone. His 81% Z contact, just not something to write home about. I'd like to see a guy that's going to be a contact hitter with some speed, be closer to 90%, something that what like a DJ LeMahieu would do. He had nine stolen bases in March and April, and then he only had 14 the rest of the way, and he only had one in June and one in July. Now, I know he did have a a short stint on the IL, but, I I mean, a lot of people are expecting him to steal 20 to 25 bags, which I think he can do, but he's not going to give you much power, and he's not going to have a really good batting average. He had a 361 BABIP in the first half. He had a, an amazing start. He wasn't drafted in a lot of leagues last year, especially if you're playing like a 12-teamer where you only have about 20 to 25 rounds. So he was picked up, and he was a great pull for a lot of people. But that 361 BABIP in the first half was why he had such a great first half. He's not going to pull the ball very much, uh, and I just don't see 20 home run power happening. I have him as my 19th ranked shortstop. I would rather have a guy like Jake Cronenworth, who's also going to give you eligibility at first play, first base as well, um, and he, he can get you double-digit steals, and he's going to probably bat 285, 290, so I'm off Jazz Chisholm this year. Yeah, I've really struggled with Jazz. I'm going back and forth. I'm still unclear, but you make a compelling case, no doubt about it. Jazz Chisholm. Will he be the man or not? Will be a year two struggle? We'll find out. My next guy is Brian Reynolds. His ADP as of February 1st, 91. Forget that. I got him 20 picks at least ahead of that. He is a talented dude. He's got a WCR, ugh, WRC plus that makes me kind of salivate. It makes me really excited. I, when I see a big number like a 142, that's a legit WRC plus. He had a 130 in 2019 which is a nice number. 130 is like, oh, that's a solid player. And he takes it up another notch two years later during the next full season after the Bozo season. Forget all the Bozo season. That doesn't matter. Of course, as you know on the show, the Bozo season means little to us. But Ryan Reynolds will do everything for you except give you double-digit steals. But I wouldn't rule it out. It is possible. He had five last year. He's never stolen more than five, but he's only been in the league three years. So give it some time. And I just think this is a guy... 
is going to crush it in that lineup. Oh, the lineup stinks. They're not as bad as you think, first off. Pittsburgh has a lot of fun parts in there that I kind of like, Deary. So there will be opportunities to drive and run, score runs, hit for average. I love it. Give me Brian Reynolds all day long. Forget ADP. Don't be a, you know, don't be a cuck for ADP. Does that make sense? I don't know. If that you just sense, said but. cuck. <laughs> yeah, I know. I just wanted to throw that word out there. People use that. Uh, ben Brown says, Deary, that Jazz had a pretty serious, this is Jazz Tizzle, pretty serious shoulder injury last year. Then heated up near the end of the season. And he's a super fun guy to root for. Give me all the Jazz. Look, we got Jazz right here. He's right below me on our screen. Look at that blue hair. He's having a ball. We like Jazz. We just don't know if we want to draft him. No, I'm, I'm staying away from him. Certainly the talent could be there and he could have a breakout, but he's still young. I think it might take him a couple of years still. <laughs> Ryan's back. Holy shit, Deary. I have not. You remember that? Traveled the world in search of the Deary back massage truck, but was unsuccessful. Deary, what's up, Ryan? We haven't seen you in forever. That is an old Good year. Man. Yeah, it has been a year. The old back massage bit. <laughs> hey, shout out to you, Ryan. Chop. Chop. Welcome back. Wait, am I, I put the wrong button there. God damn it, I blew that. Stand up. Yep, there it is. Stand up and That's for you, Ryan. Yeah, shout. Welcome back, my man. Chisholm and Cuck. Love it. There you go. You gotta love that. <laughs> Cheesy Cuck. Ryan. Ryan, that's great. So good to see you here again, Ryan. Okay, uh, Deary, let's go back to you for one more. Give us one more that you really. Oh, like just one more. Okay. Yeah, well, I, I got. I got to go with. I got to go with Verlander. I mean, you have him further up on the ranks, as do I. I mean, you're in a full season. You're looking for twelve to fifteen wins. You're going to get Justin Verlander. He will be able to do that. He is currently on NFC. He is the thirty first ranked starting pitcher in roto leagues i have him ranked as 13th he's had more than enough time to come back from tommy john the guy is an absolute workhorse in a full season i fully expect 180 innings amazing k rate whip has always been low fastball location and one of the best sliders we have seen in the game in a really long time if he is healthy, he's a top 15 pitcher, if not a top 10 pitcher. So I have him way up on my ranks this year, and it might even help out now that we're not starting till possibly late May or early June if there's not a miracle tonight. I'm starting to rethink some of these things with guys with injuries. Like in TGFBI, I just took Acuna, and I took Acuna at 10, and I'm really happy getting Acuna at 10 because – if we don't start till late May or early June, it's going to be almost a full year of him coming back from his, his torn ACL. And I'm going to reap some rewards with him. And Verlander's another thing. He's had an extended time off. The guy has been an absolute workhorse. I understand he's 38 years old, but there's a reason this guy's a Hall of Famer. There's a reason. If you think about it this way, Max Scherzer is going in a lot of drafts late first round, maybe early to mid second round. Why can Verlander not why can't Verlander be in that same spot? I think Verlander is going to have an amazing season. And if you're getting him super late in drafts in terms of, you know, maybe 17th, 18th round, like this, this guy has the opportunity to be a top five, top six round pitcher. There's a reason he's a hall of famer. I am all over Justin Verlander this year at the value that you're going to get him at. Wow. That's impressive. Deary. Brian says Deary's cooking right now. Awesome. He likes what he's hearing. That was a, Beautiful, beautiful soliloquy. I'm all in on Verlander. This That is why I love auction drafts. Pay up for some big players, then get the deals on guys like Reynolds. Booyah! Well said. I'm I'm, I'm going to play some more auction this year. If this season ever happens, I'm seriously going to jump in a couple auctions. 
very excited for that. I love the process, and I do see the value you can gain with the nomination process. But, Deary, Verlander, the argument is he's old, and he's coming off Tommy John. He's 39, and he's got TJ. No way it could happen. But we're living in the era of Tom Brady and uh, LeBron James. LeBron James has played like 60,000 minutes or some insane number, and he's still an elite player. He's like 37. We're not, it's just a different world. And Verlander yeah. always seems as a svelte, thin guy, took care of himself, never had any, you know, injury problems beyond Tommy John, which is an inevitable thing for almost any pitcher, right? Yeah, I mean, sh- sure, he doesn't throw 97-98 that he used to when he first came up, but he wasn't his no. best pitcher when he threw 97. He became He's got elite. too many pitches. He became elite when he was able to tone it down, sit at 94. Guy's a master at locating the ball, and there's no reason to say, oh, this guy's 38, 39. If you would have told me 17, 18 years ago when Verlander came to the league that he'd still be pitching in his late 30s, I'd say absolutely, especially once he went to you know, the precipice of him being a you know triple crown winner in terms of, yep. of pitching and an MVP. That guy's an absolute master and a workhorse. So there's no reason this guy can't pitch two, three more years. He's on that one-year de- deal in Houston for, I think, $24, $25 million. Houston's still going to be a competitive team, and that's probably why he went back there. He wants to see if he can grab one more championship. The guy's two years removed from winning a Cy Young where he put up it, just an absolute elite season, and he probably should have won it that year before when poor Cello won it. So Trash. there's no reason that this guy still can't be a – really, really productive fantasy player for you. So some of the smart people that I've seen in some of the drafts I'm in now are reaching three, four rounds earlier for him, as did I. I mean, he's getting being grabbed as like an SP3 or an SP4 in a lot of leagues, and it's like, damn, you just grabbed a guy who could possibly be an SP1, SP2 for your team. I love it. And it's funny, and that's who you chose, because my last guy is Joey Votto. I think... He should be way ahead of where he's at for similar reasons because he knows this game. He's been in the game a long time, and, yes, he's creeping up there like Verlander. There's no doubt about it. Uh, ADP since February 1st for Joey Votto is 139, but as a first baseman, I have him much higher than that. In fact, tomorrow, if you're watching this live right now on Monday night, tomorrow will be Tuesday, the first base rankings on FantraxHQ.com will be released. And I have Joey Votto in my top 10. Absolutely. So the guy made changes. He's selling out for more power intentionally. And I've mentioned this article many times. It's a great article. It was in-depth last year about how he changed the game for himself, accepted how the game is played now, and that he'll strike out more. That's fine. But still, his strikeout rate will be, what, like 23%, maybe 22 It still won't be a ludicrous number like 30 or anything like that. And he's going to hit you 30 plus bombs and he'll, his average will suffer a bit too. He might not hit 300 anymore, but I'm, I see a guy who hits 270, 280, 30, 35 home runs in that lineup. I think has a lot of potential still scoring runs, driving in runs. Um, He's a pretty svelte, like stout. He's not svelte. He's stout. He's a stout dude. He's, he's always been fairly healthy. So I have no qualms. With taking Votto ahead of other guys like, I don't know, Ryan Mountcastle. I like Ryan Mountcastle, but I'm, I kind of want to see where he goes. Actually, I kind of like Mountcastle. I'll, I take that back. But other first basemen that I would have Votto ahead of are 
Josh Bell, Reese Hoskins. Yeah. Uh, Tyler Stevenson qualifies as a first baseman, but he's a catcher yeah. to me. So I think he's ahead of all those guys. He should leapfrog all those guys who are ahead of him ADP-wise, technically. So give it to me, man. Give me Joey Votto. He found what he wants to do. And once you know your niche and how exactly you want to execute that, and you're a smarter player as he is, one of the smartest players that ever played this game. Yeah. He really is. Mm-hmm. So party time. Yeah, we may ne- we may never see that you know 2015 to 2018 span where he was basically giving you 30, 100, 100, and a 320 batting average. But I mean, you reference this article; the guy still has power. He's one of the smartest guys in the league, and sure, he may strike out 23 percent of the time. But I will take that if he's getting on base 13, 14 percent of the time, you know, through the walk avenue. And it's still a decent enough lineup. I know Castellanos is probably not going to come back, but, you know, Jesse Winker is probably going to bat second in that lineup. He's going to get on base a ton. So Votto still have the opportunity to get upwards to 90 RBIs. And for a guy, you know, who's going to give you 250, 260, that's fine. But 80, 90 RBIs and runs with 30 home runs. And he's going off as probably like, what, 16th, 17th first baseman? I mean, he, his numbers could be pretty close to some of these guys that are going to be closer or, or higher up. You know, I, I feel like he could have a better season than, a, you know, you referenced Josh Bell, a Jared Walsh, who, you know, had a really nice season last year. And I like Walsh, but I think Votto, you're looking at veterans. I mean, and he was an amazing value last year. Votto was going way late and you know he had some injury filled seasons the last couple of years and obviously the covid season messed with a lot of things i have vado as my 16th ranked first baseman but i love vado i i mean there's no reason he couldn't have a better season than guys i have in front of him which is a a cronenworth or a ty france or trey mancini there's no reason you know to dispute that he could be a top 10 first baseman this year you know a guy who's had the pedigree over the years so i love that call with joey vado and the cherry on top right here. The DH. Yep. Yeah, Ryan I mentioned says, it when we talked about DHs. Yeah. That's it. Old guys in the NL benefit big time for the DH, says Ryan. Ryan, you may have been gone for a long time, but you are still very wise. Well, 38 in baseball is not what it was years ago. I mean, look at what David Ortiz did at 40, you know, his last Nelson year. Cruz. It, it ended up being one of his best seasons. Nelson Cruz at 41 put up an amazing season. So the, you just reference all these other sports and these these guys playing into the late 30s. I mean, they're smarter with their nutrition, and they have so much mileage on them in terms of seeing the amount of pitches and pitchers, and they're so smart. A guy like Vada, who, you know, has an outside chance of getting into the Baseball Hall of Fame, and if he can – you know, have a couple really solid seasons here. I think he's got a really nice shot. Yeah, it's almost uh, it's shocking that he's not going to be a Hall of Famer based on his stats right now, and that's probably the case. Unfortunate, because it seemed like he was a he was a lock. Like, oh yeah, that's a Hall of Famer, right? But that's not the case right now. He does need a couple more seasons, as Deary mentions. All right, there it is. That's the show. We did it. We're back. Uh, we got some new things. We offered some new stuff. We got more cool shit coming out, like I said. We got discords and rankings and a Patreon that'll have be the host for all that. That's really its job. That's its focus. And we're going to be giving it to you all later this week. We'll be back later this week. Maybe there'll be a deal. I don't know. I mean, it's 1033 right now. And right now, the truth is, Rob Manfred and some assholes are in one hall over there, like drinking cappuccino and saying, well, how long do we just wait this out to pretend like we really care? 
And then the players over there like, that guy couldn't give a fuck about what's going on right now. Why are we even here still? But, hey, maybe right now they're actually hammering out. There's lawyers talking, but it seems seems like a pipe dream. It, it's like going to a brunch. Like, it, this, is, this is what I explain what Rob Manfred is. It's like you tailgate all Saturday long in Ann Arbor and you get completely shit canned and then everybody wants to go to brunch on Sunday and you show up <laughs> to brunch with everybody, but you don't drink anything and you don't eat anything. You're just there and you're just like, everybody else is talking. I can't wait to fucking go home. That's, that's what Manfred's doing right now. He's, he's brunching out. That's a beautiful analogy, dude. Could have said it better myself. Uh, right, that's it for the show. Thank you for being here. Plausible podcast. Two L's, two yeah, yeah, that is exciting. I know. Don't forget to follow Deary. See Deary 1999. Me, MJ Govier. G-O-V as in Victor I-E-R. Utah. Give me two. Two L's, two Z's on Plaza Podcast. Big things coming up here, guys. Hopefully we have baseball to talk about soon. Until then, for Christopher Deary, I'm Michael Govier. Thank you so much for all the time and energy you guys give us. We really mean it. The live chat was off the hook tonight. One of the best shows we've ever had. Thank you, and good night now. Peace. The gunk is over Head now, head now When the CBA comes back up, Right, lads. Now, I know there's not a faint heart among you. And I know you're as anxious as I am to get into close action. We must bring him right up beside us before we spring this trap. That will test our nerve. And discipline will count just as much as courage. The Acheron is a tough nut to crack. More than twice our guns, more than twice our numbers. And they will sell their lives dearly. They mean to take us as a prize. (laughs) And we are worth more to them undamaged. Their greed will be their downfall. England is under threat of invasion. And though we be on the far side of the world, this ship is our home. This ship is England. So it's every hand to his rope or gun, quicks the word and sharps the action. After all, surprise is on our side.